Amy McLaughlin here for Stick Together, a half hour of workers' stories, union news and social justice issues. We come to you from 3CR on the unceded lands of the Kulin Nation with respect to their elders past, present and emerging. We are coming to you on your community radio station through the Community Radio Network. When or if you go down to the Coles or Woolworths supermarkets this week, you might be in for a big surprise. The first strike action in Australian supermarket history is set to start by the end of the week. Woolworths and Coles workers, represented by RAFU, the Retail and Fast Food Workers Union, are striking for living wages, safer workplaces and secure jobs. Any Woolies or Coles worker who applies to join RAFU and appoints RAFU their bargaining representative can join this action. While Coles and Woolworths post massive billion dollar annual profits during a cost of living crisis, its workers have missed out. Josh Cullinan, Secretary of the Fighting Union, RAFU, explains what's going on. But first, some union news. Poultry workers at Ingram's, Bolivar, South Australian and Osborne Park, Western Australian sites, who took strike action on September the 22nd over a pay dispute, have won. The United Workers' Union members ultimately took five days of industrial action but stuck it out to achieve an in-principle agreement which includes a 5.12% increase in the first year with back pay and a 4% increase in the subsequent years. This represents an additional $100 per week in the pockets of the workers. Ingrams is also committed to better in-housing of labour hire workers, improved breaks and an external audit to investigate the behaviour of senior management in both states. The UWU members sent out the following message of thanks to family, friends and the whole union movement who supported them. Union! 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 Against the company, we want 100%. Not about the money, but they have to listen to us. We are the workers. We are making them Indian. Without us, there's no Indian. Be proud of yourself, no matter what the outcome. We have been abused. Told we're stupid, put down, made to look like we're nothing. We've been told to fight against each other. But to all you beautiful, amazing union members, you are my family. And I'm going to walk in there with you all, proud, brave and loved. Workers there yeah. because they already agree the same agreement, but they say they're not gonna go to vote until they give us the same money. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so they are waiting for us. Then they don't have public holiday, they don't work for four days. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just to make include of us. Yeah. So yeah. next time yeah. 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 you can't get any better than that. Yeah. 
SolidarityNet.au reports that workers at the Brotherhood of St Lawrence in Melbourne have voted up a new enterprise agreement by 64% to 36 ending 16 months of bargaining that saw strikes and other industrial action for the first time in the 93-year-old anti-poverty charity's history. Despite the Australian Services Union members campaigning for a no vote because the agreement locks in below inflation pay rises and requires staff to use all their sick leave before they can access reproductive leave, the new agreement includes pay rises of 5% this year, with most staff receiving 5.75% because the Brotherhood agreed to keep paying 3% above award rates, 4% next year and 3.5% in 2025, along with a sign-on bonus for all full-time staff, $300 for casuals and pro rata for part-time staff, down to a minimum of $300. Other wins from the action included commitment from BSL to provide three days of paid cultural leave per year and 12 weeks equal paid paternal leave, removing preferences to primary and secondary carers. 30 days of paid gender affirmation leave and 10 days a year of paid cultural leave for First Nations staff. The union increased its density at the organisation but is still working to gain more than a minority position. The Maritime Union of Australia, a division of the CFMMEU, has given notice of industrial action at DP World Terminals starting on the 6th of October, in connection with ongoing negotiations on a new enterprise bargaining agreement. The industrial action includes work bans and work stoppages, some for a full 24 hours at DP World's terminals in Sydney, Melbourne, Fremantle and Brisbane. The union said it was fighting for a decent pay rise that recognises the significant financial pressures workers and their families face. DP World managers were pushing for wage cuts of up to 32% and roster changes that would see family life suffer across the entire permanent workforce. The MUA said its members delivered a 99% to 100% yes vote to every protected industrial action question across all four Australian DP world terminals with a 92% participation rate in the ballots. In a significant escalation of industrial action, all National Tertiary Education Union members at Melbourne University stopped work from midday on October the 2nd until 11.59pm on October the 8th. On Thursday, October the 5th, NTU members at RMIT will also go on strike for half the day, starting at 12.30pm as well as taking the Friday off, marked with a rally which will welcome a march from University of Melbourne NTEU members. NTEU University of Melbourne Acting Branch Secretary Chloe McKenzie said, despite some progress since the last strike, there are simply too many areas that management has failed to engage constructively on, she said. The top issues include 80% permanent roles reversing the casualisation of the sector, manageable workloads and halting of restructures without consultation. 
you're listening to Stick Together, recorded for 3CR Community Radio, coming to your local community radio station via the Community Radio Network. Saturday, October the 7th, we'll see Australian workers' history with the first strike in Australian supermarkets ever. Workers, represented by RAFU, the Retail Fast Food Workers' Union, are leading the action. They say workers at supermarkets were lauded as essential workers, worker heroes during COVID lockdown. But while Coles and Woolworths post massive billion-dollar annual profits during a cost-of-living crisis, its workers have missed out. They are demanding a fair wage, workplace safety and job security. We spoke to Josh Cullinan, Secretary of RAFU, about what's going on. Thanks very much, Josh Cullinan, for having a word with me today. This is a big week, isn't it, leading to what is actually quite a a big event in uh, supermarket land in Australia on Saturday. Yes, certainly. Thanks for having me. And uh, it is a huge week. Our members have always started there bands a little while ago now, but this week Coles bands kick off and then later this week we have the first strike action, national strike at uh, supermarkets in Australian history. Yeah, it's amazing. So tell us about the bands first. Yeah, sure. So um, our members decided to implement industrial bands uh, at Woolworths uh, about a week and a half ago and they were first, first entry level industrial bands, so things like um, not unloading trucks, um, not making the dodgy bread that's not actually made in store, just heated up, uh, not uh, picking uh, fresh fruit, fruit and veg into online orders, not working in the assisted checkout area when there's no safety matting there, not having meetings with management, not training scabs, uh, and starting to have conversations with, with customers. So all of those things have been implemented at Woolies in the past. And then what we have this week on, on Thursday is a new raft of bands which will step it up uh, at Woolworths supermarkets. Um, and they, they include a range of things that will impact in different parts of the store in, in different ways. And one of the other bands that we had in the place in the past as well was not cleaning the deli slicer or the chicken ovens. Um, so, so under the new bands, there'll be bans on things like um, not cleaning the dough mixer. Uh, there'll be limits to the way other things are done, including that workers will start to wear raffle merchandise while they're at work. Um, so you know, T-shirts about the super strike, um, handing out flyers about that, uh, wearing our badges and, and other material. Um, so all of that's kicking off on, on Thursday morning ahead of the first um, strike action. At Coles, they've decided last week that they're going to start their bands as well. So at Coles, we represent wages paid team members um, that work in the stores in, in supermarkets and in their dark stores as well. And uh, on Friday, they start their bands. So things like uh, coal services workers or any workers not cleaning the toilets, not emptying trolleys of rubbish, uh, and a whole range of other things that are designed, like online orders not being put into bags, uh, a range of things, talking to customers about what's going on, wearing our merchandise. Um, all of those things will be getting underway uh, and folks can read all about that on our Facebook, um, the different things. They'll be getting underway on Friday ahead of the national strikes on Saturday. The national strike, just the, what that looks like, that starts at 10 o'clock and it's a two-hour strike on Saturday across uh, Coles and Woolworths supermarkets for RAFU members. 
Yeah, that's it. So there's two, two types of strikes. There's firstly an introductory strike. The first strike at a supermarket in Australian history will be held uh, at the home of industrial power, and that's at Broken Hill uh, at Woolworths on Thursday afternoon uh, at midday in Broken Hill. So uh, there'll be workers walking out there um, to lead the way and uh, show how it's done. Uh, and then on Saturday morning, 10 a.m. local times, uh, there will be a national strike of, of Woolies workers represented by Raffle in bargaining and Coles wages paid workers that are represented by Raffle in bargaining. Um, those workers will be uh, taking industrial action in the form of a stoppage for two hours at 10am local times um, right across the country on Saturday. And then that's followed up on Tuesday night by another two hour stoppage in the same way at 9pm. Uh, and that's to you know encourage and have night fill and evening fill and other workers who work in the evenings and nights um, to have their stop work as well and their stoppage as part of this industrial campaign. So tell me, what's at stake? Uh, are, and are Coles and Woolworths in the same position, a uh, bad position when it comes to the EBA negotiations? How long have they been going on for, for a start? Well, both of them notified that they were bargaining in December last year. Um, they are a little bit of two different stories that have merged together at this point in time. At Coles, we've been fighting for them to bargain for four years. We've been campaigning. We had national days of action. We rang petitions. We were in the Fair Work Commission with majority support determination cases. We did all of that over the last four years. But the changes to the law at the end of last year allowed for Coles to be compelled to bargain. And so they did that. They um, agreed that they would bargain in December and then refused to meet with us for months and months and months. We got our claims in earlier this year. Uh, and then we were demanding they meet with us. Finally, they met with us. We've met with them a few times and we're having ongoing discussions about a range of things. But the reality is they have not put forward a single offer on any substantive item or any item. Um, they haven't put forward a substantive offer for a term to be included in a new agreement. So um, that's where we're at with them and we'll continue negotiating with them. But workers have been waiting a very, very long time. Like Woolworths workers, Coles workers are paid absolute minimum wages, a few cents above the absolute minimum award. Uh, and at Coles, there are very few other conditions which are better than the award. There are some very basic rights around rostering, which might be perceived as being better than the award. But other than that, everything is, is award or minimum conditions. And so workers, these are the essential workers that work through the pandemic. They're hundreds of thousands, 100,000 workers at each of these two major places. Um, and uh, these workers just want living wages. They want an end to the poverty wages. They want living wages. They want safer workplaces and they want secure jobs. And when we talk about safer workplaces, you know, the, these, these TV footage, the CCTV, the other, you know, social media stuff that we see of workers being abused, threatened, assaulted in their workplace, that is a daily occurrence in Coles and Woolworth stores. And these employers do not care. They could not care less. So these workers have been fighting for better arrangements. All we want is for these workplaces to be treated like a crime scene. If someone has their life threatened or if someone is assaulted in these stores, they should be able to shut it. They should be able to say, we're getting the police in. Those affected are going to be looked after and we're going to shut this place down until all of the evidence is collected and we make sure that those offenders responsible are held to account. All right, so that's a major issue for both of these outlets. 
At Woolies, uh, we have been, again, they agreed, they said they would bargain in Woolworths uh, in December of last year. We still do not have a single claim from the employer. We don't have a single claim from the SDA or the AWU or, or any other union. They're the, two, they're, they're the ones that have been notoriously helping Woolworths over the last 20 or 30 years to cut wages. We don't have anything from any of them. But we had our claims in in March. We've been fighting for those claims. We've met in the Fair Work Commission because the process when we went for a protected action ballot meant that they had to turn up to the Fair Work Commission. And we've had one further meeting since. Woolworths has refused to make an offer on any items at all. And so again, workers are left with no choice, but the only way that workers have had for hundreds of years to get the conditions they deserve, living wages, safer workplaces and secure jobs. Customers of Woolworths and Coles will be finding this fascinating because, of course, there is um, a, a high level of price increase and profit being made from the supermarkets. And this is post-pandemic and there doesn't appear to be any reason except for greed for the, this price gouging uh, not being flowed on to the workers quite clearly. Oh, that's right. None of it's being flowed on to the workers. Um, in, in fact, many of the workers have had real wage cuts. Um, so, uh, so certainly nothing's been flowing onto the workers, but that's what these employers do. In Australia, we have a duopoly of Woolworths and Coles in the supermarkets. They make about double the profit of, of supermarkets in places like the UK. Um, and, and they've got, they, they know how to work the system. They up the prices as they see fit. So in the, in the supply chains, whether it be the people picking on the, on the, on the farms, whether it be those that are making the products in many of the other um, suppliers, or their own staff, they're always they're always screwed by Coles and Woolworths, uh, and so that profit gouging, that just increasing of costs, um, is entirely within the control of Woolworths and Coles, as is paying their their workers a living wage. And so, um, but, but you know, for me, I, I think that when we step back and look at this, the way that these employers treat their workers on the on the shop floor when they allow offenders to abuse, threaten, harass, assault them and do nothing about it, um, that says everything. So if they're allowing that to happen, of course they're paying poverty wages. Of course they're refusing to give job security. Um, and, you know, and, and when it comes to customers and the way that they're being exploited, absolutely. And that's why we all need to be in this together. You know, solidarity works when everyone stands together. Um, and, and that's certainly what we're calling for from the community. Let's go to the safety issue. Liquorland, for example, people have been murdered in Liquorland, haven't they? Well, across bottle shops, um, you know, the, the workers have been um, workers have been work murdered in in bottle shops. I think there was a, a Dan Murphy's or BWS murder um, very recently up in Darwin. But if we look over the last ten to twenty years, workers in supermarkets and bottle shops ha have always faced the worst the worst kind of offences. Um, and, you know, we're not talking about someone walking out with a loaf of bread or we're, we're talking about folks who are coming into these environments deliberately to engage in conduct, which is which are offences. Um, and so, yeah, these are these are dangerous workplaces. Liquorland, we've got a fantastic group at Northcote Liquorland that are lining up now. They've been fighting for safety guards. And one of these things these employers do is that a worker will be assaulted. Often, you know, a young woman, they'll be assaulted in these workplaces. And then the next thing that will happen is they'll get a safety guard for a week or two. And once it all, once it, once it, a week or two passes, suddenly the safety guard's gone. And then suddenly after another couple of weeks, they lose the hours that allow them to have two people on at a time. 
And so these employers are really, really focused on profit. And the only time they introduce safety guards or security guards is when their profit's at risk. And usually that's when there's been theft. So we know that. It's been seven years of campaigning for us on these issues where these employees will, will have these very simple steps. And what we're now doing is our action on Saturday afternoon, so after the super strike, we're um, gearing up at Northcote Plaza for, for the fantastic crew there at the Liquor Land to fight this company, to get multiple staff on at a time and to get safety guards. It's the most basic stuff. Why, what's the problem with a safety guard and profit? I mean, why, why wouldn't there be a safety guard? Well, these, these employers will do anything. I mean, they, they just don't care about these workers. So safety guards, we know, you know, we don't want to, you know, basically have a, a pseudo police force out in supermarkets. But the reality is for our members, they feel immensely safer when there is a safety guard on site. They don't have to be looking over their shoulders. They don't have to be worried about what might be around the next corner. And these aren't workplaces where, where there isn't a threat, there isn't a risk. Well, we all know that there are assaults, threats, abuse, harassment every single day in supermarkets and other retailers across the country. So a safety guard makes a real difference for workers. Now, of course, they have to pay their wages and these employers are skeleton staffing. So if they can get away with removing safety guards, they will. Oh, the only thing that so safety guards are actual other people so that there'll be two workers in the place at the same time. Oh, my goodness, in the middle of the night in a far and distant place, fancy having a worker protected by another worker being in the same place. That's exactly right, in a nutshell. And, uh, and, and the cost associated with that for these employers who are making squillions. It's not like these shops aren't making a whole stack of money. Uh, they can afford it. It's just that no one's forcing them to. Now, none of the safety regulators around Australia are doing it. None of them are stepping up to the plate. So workers only have the one option that's left to them, and that is to take direct action to get these safety guards in place. Now, let's talk about the money. Now, like you said, uh, the, these employers like to pretend that they're uh, paying above award wages and therefore that they're a, a, a good employer. But in actual fact, you've done the calculations. It's like $5 extra uh, overall. I mean, it's a ridiculously low level of uh, uh, pay for the, the work. Oh, that, that's right. Now, some, some of these workers are paid, well, in Woolworths and, and Coles, workers are paid a few cents more per hour. Um, and, for example, at Coles, they might pay them an extra 50 cents per hour, but much, much of that is eaten up in the laundry allowance. They don't get paid. So, um, so, so these employers are paying literally a few cents more per hour than the absolute minimum that they would otherwise have to pay them. At the same time, they're making billions in profits and they're exploiting young workers. So, it shouldn't be lost on anyone that they're making hundreds of millions of dollars by not paying full rates to those workers under 21 years of age. Um, now, the worst exploiter of that is Maccas. Over $600 million a year is, is what they profit because they don't pay full rates. Um, but these Coles Woolies, they still make hundreds of millions of dollars a year more because they're not paying full rates to those, those younger workers. Uh, but yeah, absolute minimum wage plus a few cents. It's just, it's nothing like uh, the living wages that workers need. Well, it's it's interesting you brought up the uh, younger workers because um, I know this is a straw poll, but my neighbour, she's a young worker and she says, I can't believe people don't realise we're in a recession because people my age are in a recession. We can't make enough money to live. So this is what's going on, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they don't have any reduced living costs. It's not like their loaf of bread is cheaper or their litre of milk or their rent. They don't. 
none of none of those other costs go down for them. And we we have members who are you know 15, 16, 17 who have to live out of out of home because of abuse and other things in their home environment. Not, nothing. There's no benefit for them provided by the various landlords or the sellers of services and and goods. So, but when they go to their local supermarket, the supermarket can pay them as little as 45%, so as little as 10 bucks an hour, 12 bucks an hour. Uh, the same, at, it's even less as, as fast food companies. So absolutely, they, they have been on um, these absolute poverty wages for many, many years. Now, this is a super strike and it's quite clear that RAFU works very hard at uh, strategic thinking and planning and its members do in regards to this because the power relations between the employer and the employee um, are vastly different. But in if people aggregate, they can uh, cause change. RAFU is in the process of a membership drive as well. Oh, we're always in membership drive. Like any fighting union, we see that action and direct action is the best example to workers of what unions are about and how being involved in a union can make a real difference. Um, now, we don't gild the lily. We're not purporting that we have 100,000 members in these in these kinds of places. Our, our membership is relatively small, but it's active and it's fighting and it's growing. Um, and that's why we focus on places like Broken Hill, where more than half the store are in Raffle and wanting to have some, you know, basic living wages, safer workplaces and secure jobs. Um, and right across the country now, workers are, are facing a choice. You know, every Coles worker that's wages paid can make a choice to join Raffle and point Raffle as their bargaining rep, and then they can participate in this action. And every worker at Woolies supermarkets can do the same. So uh, we are certainly um, getting more people involved, getting more delegates elected. Uh, we've got a fantastic new committee that's just been elected and takes takes up their role in November, which is full of workers who've experienced industrial action. And, and for listeners, uh, workers in, in retail have never experienced industrial action in 2021 when we did our first um, industrial action at a bookshop in Sydney. And since then, workers at other bookshops and then at Apple have been engaging in action. And now what we've got is this week, hundreds and hundreds of workers at Coles and at Woolies um, engaging in industrial action and striking for the first time. We're delighted to have, you know, a member-led committee that's being responsible for this and having these experiences leading our militant future. So, yeah, we're, we're very keen for anyone in Woolies and Coles who wants to be involved to get in touch um, and, and to get involved. Thank you very much for talking to me, Josh. Is there anything I should have asked you? Uh, I think the only other thing, Annie, is that um, we do have a strike fund that's set up. Um, it's on chuffed.org uh, forward slash project forward slash super strike. Uh, folks can have a look there. There's some um, neat little rewards. But look, we're looking for solidarity and support from everyone. And we'll soon be publishing the list of locations that folks can come down to on Saturday to, uh, to help out. That's it for Stick Together this week. If you want to catch up with our program, the podcast is available at 3cr.org.au or at your favourite podcast site. You can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or by ringing 03 9419 and leaving us a message. My name's Annie McLaughlin. Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there is a union for you. And until next time, Stick together.
down in jail Had no money for to go there bail Keep your eyes on the prize Hold on Hold on Hold on Keep your eyes on the prize Hold on Began to shout, doors popped open and all walked out. Keep your eyes on the prize. Hold on. Are the chains of hand in hand Keep your eyes on the prize Hold on Got my hand on the freedom flower Wouldn't take nothing from my journey now Keep your eyes on the prize Hold on Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 